Good morning. Our main text for this morning is Luke chapter 23, and we'll reread a portion of this passage, 32 to 38. Luke 23, 32 to 38. And there were also two other malefactors led with him to be put to death. And when they were come to the place which is called Calvary, there they crucified him and the malefactors, one on the right hand and the other on the left. Then said Jesus, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And they parted his raiment and cast lots. And the people stood beholding, and the rulers also with them derided him, saying, He saved others, let him save himself, if he be Christ, the chosen of God. And the soldiers also mocked him, coming to him and offering him vinegar, and saying, If thou be the king of the Jews, save thyself. And a superscription also was written over him in letters of Greek and Latin and Hebrew. This is the King of the Jews. The greatest love story that has ever been told is written and recorded for us in this book called The Holy Bible. It was an amazing act of unconditional love demonstrated by the creator of this marvelous universe for his fallen creature, man. In the giving of his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross of Calvary for our sins. The shedding of his perfect sinless blood was the only complete and perfect payment for sin that is acceptable to a holy God. This morning, all of Christendom is celebrating what is called Easter Sunday, the day that our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ rose from the dead. Three days and three nights after his death and burial, not far from the place called Calvary. In the next few minutes that have been allotted to us this morning, I would like for all of us to carefully examine three irrefutable facts of Scripture. Number one, the Bible clearly teaches that Jesus Christ, who is the creator of this marvelous world and universe, is the only Savior of all mankind. Number two, all of mankind has been separated from God because of sin and is therefore completely lost and headed to a place of eternal torment <coughs> called hell. And number three, the sacrifice at the cross of Calvary some 2,025 years ago by Jesus Christ is the one and the only perfect sacrifice ever made or that will ever be made for the full redemption of every man's soul. But that redemption, in order to be effective, must be personally received and accepted by faith for salvation is the gift of God, Ephesians 2.8. And so it is my hope and prayer that if there is even but one soul here in this place this morning who is not completely sure of their salvation, that this indeed might be the day of their salvation. 
For the scriptures assure us in Romans 10, 9, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus Christ, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. And so as we backtrack a little bit in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 23, verse 32, we see that there were two malefactors or thieves also crucified with our Lord, one on the left hand and one on the right hand. We are also told that it was at a place called Calvary, which comes from the Latin word calvaria, meaning a skull. Both facts are essential to understanding the profound significance of this event. Three men were crucified that awful Wednesday morning. Two for crimes that they had committed and were guilty and deserved capital punishment. And one who was innocent of all the charges leveled against him. One who was sinless, pure and undefiled, but who was nevertheless taken by wicked hands and nailed to that cross. All in direct fulfillment of Old Testament <coughs> prophecies and Jesus' own words. Now I mentioned that it was on Wednesday and not Friday that our Lord was crucified. Friday, unfortunately, has been erroneously chosen as the day of crucifixion because of a misunderstanding of the three Sabbaths in a row. But it was Wednesday. The Lord himself said in Matthew 12:40, For as Jonas was three days and three nights in the whale's belly, so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of of the earth. Our Savior's own words clearly stated that he would be buried for three days, 72 hours, three days and three nights, not 36 hours or one and a half days as tradition has it. Furthermore, we are told that it was the day of preparation when Christ was crucified in John 19:31. The Jews, therefore, because it was the preparation that bodies should not remain upon the cross on the Sabbath day, for that Sabbath day was a high day, meaning it was a Passover and not the regular Sabbath or Saturday as we know it, besought Pilate that their legs might be broken and that they might be taken away. So there were three Sabbaths in a row that would follow that awful day the Passover on Thursday, then the day of unleavened bread on Friday, which always follows the Passover, and then the regular weekly Sabbath or Saturday. Three Sabbaths in a row to ensure that our Savior's promise would be fulfilled. And it was at Calvary, a place located on the outskirts of Jerusalem itself, it was a place of death and a place of judgment and execution where crimes finally had to be paid for, where murderers, rapists, rebels, and thieves met their awful fate. Crucifixion was the cruelest and most painful means ever invented by man in executing his fellow man. 
those who routinely carried out such executions eventually became totally oblivious to the pain and suffering it caused its victims. It was a slow and agonizing death, a perfect example of the wickedness and cruelty that sinful man is capable of committing. And yet there was an innocent man crucified there that day, a man who did no one harm, a man who had compassion upon suffering humanity, a man who healed the sick, fed the hungry, raised the dead and taught deep, wonderful truths of life, and spoke marvelous things about the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and about the kingdom of God. Why was he so brutally treated and abused and scourged and then crucified? The Bible tells us that it was all in fulfillment of Old Testament prophecy, exactly as ordained of God right from the beginning of all time. John the Baptist, who was the greatest of the Old Testament prophets, though we see him in the Gospels, identified Jesus Christ as the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world, John 1.29. And then John the Apostle himself wrote of this same Jesus in John 1.3. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. The Apostle Paul, too, verifies this same fact about Jesus in Colossians 1.15-18, but in much more detail. He, that is Jesus, is the image of the invisible God the firstborn of every creature. For by him, that is Christ, were all things created that are in heaven, that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him. And all things consist, that is, all things are held together and sustained by Christ. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. The Old Testament prophet Isaiah also mentioned and presented Jesus Christ in Isaiah 43:15 in the following way. I am the Lord, your Holy One, the Creator of Israel, your King. And then in Isaiah 44, 6, Thus saith the Lord, the King of Israel, and his Redeemer, the Lord of hosts, I am the first, and I am the last, and beside me there is no God. The Bible clearly presents Jesus Christ as God Almighty, the creator of this entire universe, and the King of Israel, and the only, only Savior of mankind. There is no other Savior. There is no other way. Therefore, the scriptures not only identify Jesus Christ as our creator, but also as our Savior. Now, how can that be? God cannot die. How could Jesus, as God, die on the cross of Calvary? 
a dilemma that has baffled scoffers and skeptics for centuries. But the scriptures, again, are very clear. Jesus Christ is not only the Son of God, but he is also the Son of Man. He is the incarnate God, God coming to earth as a babe born in the manger in Bethlehem over 2,000 years ago, again in fulfillment of Old Testament prophecy. The angel Gabriel came to the Virgin Mary with these glad tidings in Luke 1.35. The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. Had Jesus Christ not been born as a man, he could never have been able to die. He could never have been able to pay the penalty for our sins. So the Bible tells us that God became man and went to the cross of Calvary to take our punishment for our sins in our place so that we might forever be set free from the penalty of sin. However, it was not what the Romans did to our Savior that paid for our sins. For God the Father, who is holy and righteous, would never accept sinful man's cruelty upon his Son as just payment for our sins. But as the scriptures tell us, at twelve o'clock noon, the brightest part of the day, the whole world was mysteriously covered in complete darkness for three hours, during which time God the Father punished his son for our sins. For the first time since eternity passed, Jesus Christ experienced separation from God the Father on our behalf for your sins and for my sins. In Isaiah 53:10, we read, Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He, that is God, hath put him to grief. When thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed, he shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. We hear the piercing cry in the darkness in Matthew 27:46, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Again, in direct fulfillment of Old Testament prophecy from Psalms 22, verse 1. And when the just penalty for sin had been fully met, our blessed Savior called out to his heavenly Father and our heavenly Father in John 19.30, it is finished. Oh, dear friends, what beautiful words these are. And what the Lord was saying was this, Father, I have finished everything that you have asked of me. I have shed my blood so that all of their sins might be washed away. The penalty that you have demanded of them has been paid in full by me. It is finished. So now as we look back at the Lord's first recorded saying on the cross in Luke 23, 34, Father, forgive them 
for they know not what they do, we can rest assured that that prayer has been fully answered. And as we read the rest of the story, we see that God the Father, fully satisfied with his only begotten Son's sacrifice on Calvary's cross, raised him from the dead three days later, early Sunday morning. Jesus is now risen from the dead. He is alive forevermore and is now seated on the right hand of God the Father, receiving and saving all sinners who come to him by faith. He paid that sacrifice once and for all, not like so many false religions contend that he sacrifices himself each Lord's Day when they take the bread and the wine. He made it once. And he did it perfectly. And he is seated now on the right hand of God the Father. Praise the Lord. Oh, dear friends, I ask you this most solemn question. Have all of your sins been forgiven by what Jesus has done for you? Or are you hoping to deal with them in some other way? The Bible clearly teaches in Acts 4.12, Neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. Does that mean that all these other religions, some 3,000 of them, are wrong? It means exactly that. That unless they have Jesus Christ, as their Savior and Lord and Him only, on the basis of His blood shed on Calvary's tree, they are lost forever. If you have not yet received Christ as your perfect sacrifice for all your sins, then I plead with you while there is still yet time to do so. Do not think that for one moment God will accept you in any other way than through Jesus Christ and his shed blood on Calvary's tree. Everything has been done for us. There is nothing left for you or me to do except to make the decision of trusting Christ and Christ alone for our salvation. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. Acts 16, 31.